0: Transferring wealth successfully starts with asking yourself questions that will give your family a better life now and for generations to come. In this podcast, financial professionals John and Michael from Copper Beach Financial Group guide you through eye-opening questions to help you discover the truth about your wealth. Now on to the show.
1: Hello and welcome to The Truth of Your Wealth with John and Michael Paris from Copper Beach Financial Group. Today is their inaugural podcast. This gives everyone in the audience an opportunity to learn more about their business and more about them personally. So I've got about 20 questions or so I'm going to ask, and these gentlemen are going to answer these truthfully, honestly, and with a little bit of fun, hopefully. And you're going to hear a lot about who they are and what they do and why they do it. So let's get started. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, Eric. Doing good? Absolutely. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So for your first question, we want to know a little bit about your history. So why did you decide to work in financial services? Yeah,
2: that, uh, that's an that's a interesting story. It goes back uh, after I graduated college. Uh, my parents uh, became very ill, and uh, I had to be responsible going back and forth from where I worked to where they lived to try to take care of them and, and help raise my 12-year-old brother at that time. And through that process, uh, my sister was involved as a co-executrix with the will that my mom had put put together. And both of us were responsible to take care of the activities after the passing of, uh, of both of them. Yeah. It was very, very difficult. Uh, I lost both my parents within eight months of, apart from each other for cancer. And uh, as I just said, I had to continue to take care of a 12-year-old brother who was a terrific young kid. But uh, as you can imagine, he lost both his parents, he lost his friends, he lost his his school. He had to move in with me and my wife, uh, which was about an hour and a half away from where my parents lived. Wow. Through that process, my sister, who is, as I said, a co-executrix in her document, had a very deep conversation with my mom regarding what to do with the assets Mm -hmm. uh, that they they owned. And one of them was a, a piece of real estate that my mom believed was worth and she made my sister promise not to sell that house for less than that. So I'll make a long story very short um, in that regard. After my parents passed away, we attempted to uh, you know, value all the assets in the estate because as a, as a fiduciary, as, uh, um, as, a, as a trustee or someone who's managing estate affairs, it's your responsibility to pay the debts off and to implement the transition of the estate to the heirs. So we went to value the property, and sure enough, it was worth a lot less than my mother thought it was worth, mm-hmm. and my sister at that time refused and did not allow me to sell that property. Uh, she hired an attorney, fought me in the estate plan, and make a long story short, again, three years later, we finally sold the property for the price that was, it was valued for, which was, again, that, that lesser number, and uh, the attorneys walked over with all the money, and we got zero. Mm. And I lost my sister for 27 years from that activity. So that drove me to to believe there was a better way to help families resolve these estate issues and make sure there was clarity amongst the family members on the transition of one's estate and the parties that were going to be involved. So that motivated me to to, to dive deep into the financial services industry and uh I started back in early 1984 and and began a financial planning type practice with a focus on advanced estate planning and making sure families did not make the error that my parents had made. Uh, it was a good lesson to be learned. Uh, it helped me with my passion in the business, and that's what drove it. And John, how old were
1: you at that time? I was in my early
2: 30s, uh, th- I think 32. And my brother was uh, 12 years old, I believe, at that time, i oh. around 13. And, uh, it was an issue. my wife was pregnant with my son, Michael, at that time, and she became an instant teenage parent, which was very <laughs> difficult for her as well. And she stepped up to the plate and, uh, and took that responsibility. And it was, uh, it was very challenging for both of us to handle, but it all worked out. My younger brother was a graduated with his uh, PhD from Rutgers and worked at MIT. Now he works at Juilliard. So it all worked
1: very, very well for him. <laughs> wow. That is, that is amazing. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine that, that the emotions involved and the stress involved with a married couple, you know, pregnant wife uh, and taking on this uh, another huge responsibility. I can see why you'd be very passionate about helping others not have to go through all of that. Even though in the end you look back and say there's, it was an amazing journey, but wow, that must've been tough.
2: Yeah. And, and again, it helps, it's helped. It's, it helps us develop these very focused strategies, especially with the second generation. We, uh, have a tendency to get very involved with the second generation and possibly third with families to make sure these errors don't occur.
1: Absolutely. So, I mean, you've kind of given us in a nutshell who you work with, but can you give us a dive down a little bit deeper? Who are you looking for to work with?
2: Yeah. Along the way, as I ran my practice through the eighties into the nineties, my firm always worked with privately held business owners particularly with kids in the business or family in the business. And it's a very complex environment and we, we focus on that. And usually it's a, as I said, a privately held business affluent complex issues, a a generational focus. They're, they're worried about G three generation three, their grandkids. I always talk to my clients. They love their grandkids more. They love their kids. So they have a deep focus on trying to take care of that uh, third generation. So we, uh, we focus on again, that business owner with that goal. Of generational planning,
1: that's great. Yeah, you ask my wife; she loves the grandkids more than she loves oh, yeah. me. More than she loves her kids. More than she loves the dogs. All of them. No, no, they they come first for sure. All right. So, how do you find these new clients? How do you acquire them?
2: Yeah we we have a we have a, a ref, we always work with our uh, clients' advisors. We act as that uh, we act as a CFO to families. Mm-hmm. So we collaborate, and that's our key approach to working with these very complex families. We have to work as a team member, but we coordinate that team. Again, as that, we act as that CFO, and so we get a lot of referrals from our clients themselves and their advisors who understand the uh, the skill sets that we we have to help uh, other families develop these planning processes.
1: Absolutely, that it sounds like it's a much much needed practice in that in that realm. I can imagine most people have a CPA or a, an attorney that they work with, and and nobody's on the same page. Nobody ever meets together. It sounds like you fill that role perfectly. Yeah,
2: they, we always use the word silos. A lot of the, um, and it's, it's very normal. It's not that the clients are making a mistake, but the way the industry operates is the attorneys do X and the, and the, uh, and the CPAs do Y and their insurance agents do the other pieces and their bankers do a piece and other advisors. But very, very seldom we see them all work together as, as a, as a part of the team. There's a book called The Wisdom of Crowds, which I, I preach a lot to my clients to read because the philosophy is teams work 97% better uh, as a team with answers and solutions than one particular person coming up with an idea. So that team building is what we focus on and we very seldom find that in the families we work with. So we help build
1: that. That's great. You help build their team. So now my question to you is who's on your team that helps you execute this? I've got my son, Michael, who's my JD on staff.
2: He's my sidekick. Uh, he works with my families and he is my succession to the business, which is very important to me as I started Copper Beach. I also have a team of support folks here at the office that are extremely talented in very specific areas of my practice. Uh, so we have a, a team of six and it's a very, very focused approach to our families.
1: Great. And I know that we are I mean, it's it's amazing to have an office and you have your son working alongside you, and he's actually beside you right now. And and I know this is more kind of how you have the history of the business and you created this and you've created it also for the next generation. Uh, but I want to bring Michael into conversation now. So, Michael, what do you guys do in the community? What is what does Copper Beach do in the community as a as a whole and also individually? Kind of tell us what you do to get in there.
3: Within the community, Copper Beach, uh, well, we've been in Southern New Jersey, the Philadelphia area. Uh, I've been here my entire life. Uh, as my father said, he's moved down here right around, probably right around when uh, his parents passed away. Again, that mm-hmm. was that was before I was born. But we've been down in the South, Southern New Jersey area for uh, again for my entire life, and uh, so we're we're very familiar with this area. Uh, my personal interests i uh, apart from my work with copper beach uh, i have a, a a wife and a young daughter who just turned 2 i have a dog as well he's a <laughs> boston terrier wonderful little guy and uh we like uh, being outdoorsy we like hiking i play music as well so we're uh, pretty active within the within the southern new jersey community philadelphia area uh, in those in those uh those activities
1: Oh, yeah. A two-year-old will keep you busy, man. Yes, she does. <laughs> great. Well, congratulations. That's great. And Thank she you. is my special number one. Oh, yes,
3: I bet. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> as we said, grandchildren are uh, oh, yeah. the most important thing, right?
1: <laughs> that's right. That's right. They're a lot more fun. You can hand them back. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Yeah, yep, it's, it's great. I like to uh, make sure my four-year-old grandson has a little bit of Mountain Dew in, in before he goes home. Uh, you know, that's Just cool. to get my, my kids a little lesson in, in creative, uh, uh, creative energy. okay what designations or advanced education do you guys have
2: i have a ba degree in in business administration um specializing believe it or not in hospital administration Hmm. i forego that to get into the financial services business obviously because of the story i just i just told
3: and uh, i'm a a licensed attorney in new jersey and pennsylvania Uh, i uh, did not decide to go into legal practice uh, when my father was opening copper beach Uh, i really was in law school, very interested in, uh, the estate planning, the business succession planning, tax planning arenas. And I really in talking with him in law school and hearing the stories and some of the work that he was doing with, with his clients became really interested in, in that side of the business. And so I decided not to go into legal practice and stay on the financial services side, uh, and, and really help families, as I like to say, uh, prevent problems from occurring as opposed to uh, some attorneys, unfortunately, they have to uh, work after the conflict has occurred and try to put the pieces together. I much uh, they're much prefer to be on the side of preventing problems from happening in the first place.
1: Yeah, that I mean, that's the best side to be on. After, Absolutely, yeah. A- after hearing this story and after hearing kind of the history of what uh, drove you to to start this practice, I'm really interested in this next question. What is your financial philosophy?
2: Oh, that's a, that's a tight, there's many, <laughs> one of the, one of the, one of the philosophies I have is it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Our strategy is always uh, around making sure the assets you create, you maintain, whether it's a asset protection strategy, whether it's a tax strategy or whether it's a, a state strategy, we're to make sure we keep as much financial assets in the family as possible. Again, through the generations, we use a lot of very creative trust designs to accomplish that. We call them bloodline concepts where, mm-hmm. you know, G1 creates the wealth and you could perpetuate it for many generations if you so choose. So our philosophy is really that type of focus is folks we work with work very, very hard creating wealth. Uh, they create a lot of stress in their lives, a lot of complexity. And we try to ease that with our processes, and the byproduct of if they follow our direction, they typically preserve that wealth successfully, without sharing it with um, with uh, parties that that are that not wish to share it
3: with. Hmm. And to and to add on to that, again, we work primarily with with family businesses uh, and privately held companies, and one of the areas that we see weakness in that in that arena is the business owner is spending 70, 80, 90 hours a week, very active in their business, developing a lot of success. And they're a wonderful CEO of their business. But when it comes to being a CEO of their family, that's where we see some some disconnect or some weakness. And that's where we like to to come in and again, be that CFO of the family side to make sure that all the hard work that the business owner has put in creating that wealth, that that can be preserved, perpetuated for future generations, uh, sometimes three, four, or even further, depending on the family's desire. But that's, that's, I would say, a, a big piece of our philosophy with what we do. Yeah, I'll jump in one more
2: more piece to that is There's another saying that I, I often talk to my clients about, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So we're educators and teachers of concepts and options. So Michael's point is well taken that business owner spends all of his time pretty much running his company and working with his employees and forgets about the other piece, which is the more important piece, that if you don't do that correctly, all that success fails to that next step. So we we teach clients different ideas and concepts to, again, preserve that wealth, transfer that wealth, control it, develop strategies with governance, and making sure their kids are educated on being responsible for the inheritance of that money. Or, or all the other pieces that go along with that. So it's a, it's a very interesting, and we often joke with clients, we, we act as psychiatrists and psychologists most of the time. We're just not money guys. And they laugh about it because they they agree. Because counseling families and balancing all those issues are very, very complex, and the skill sets uh, are required to do that are
1: great. Absolutely. And any, any business owner, successful business owner out there that's listening to this right now knows that if you can bring somebody in to do a job that you can't do that's well how a business runs right i mean you, sure, you, you need absolutely. somebody to run the machinery you need somebody that is a better baker than you or whatever the cause is or whatever the need is you hire that person to do that because you have the specialty that you focus on which is running the business uh, bring somebody else in to do the rest because it's not worth killing yourself to do it sure and that and that
2: collaboration i mentioned earlier uh, in the podcast Think of it this way. Clients are stuck in the middle. That's another term I use Mm -hmm. where they have all these very talented advisors working around them, but he doesn't have the skill set to understand their components. He doesn't have the knowledge as the attorney has on drafting documents, Mm -hmm. but yet he signs those documents and maybe not be the right document to sign, but he trusts his attorney. Uh, I'll be quite honest with you. I've been in this business 34 years. I haven't haven't read a will will once it's right. Mm. Not that the document's not correct, it hasn't been maximized through the process of planning. And that's just really the nature of, of the industry. But the clients are getting stuck in that middle trying to figure that out themselves, and they have no time, temperament, or training to do that. So it's a tough challenge for them, which is why we think our model really works and, 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 and rings bells to our, our current families, because we, we take care of those issues on their behalf.
1: Yeah, you're right. The The attorney's not a CPA and the attorney's not a financial advisor. Right. Um, yep. So they don't know all the ins and outs. So having that that party that knows all those pieces and can put them all together, that's invaluable.
3: And, and working together, having, having a second set of eyes in that mm-hmm. instance, legal estate documents, what, whatever the case may be, is really helpful. And the families uh, we've seen very much enjoy being able to have a second set of eyes, just making sure that that the documents meet their objectives based on the conversations that we've had with the family. Great.
1: All right. We have reached the halfway point in this podcast. Now we're going to be talking about or asking questions about you guys personally. You guys ready?
2: Uh Uh-oh. Yes, sir.
1: All right. I I like the answer of uh (laughs) uh-oh. Okay. The first one is pretty easy. When you guys aren't working, what do you guys do for fun?
2: Uh, I play golf. I enjoy golf immensely are you
3: good? Uh, I try to play golf. I don't, I don't do it very well. Uh, but we do, we do that. We spend a lot of time with family. Uh, we live pretty close to each other, probably about 15 minutes. My, my parents, uh, myself, actually uh, all of my immediate family lives pretty close. So we spend a lot of time together doing that. Uh, I spend free time again, as I, I mentioned a little earlier, I try to be as outdoorsy as I can, hiking, fishing, things like that. Uh, as I said, with the two-year-old, that's a little difficult to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. But uh, we try. And uh, I play music a good amount. I still play in a band from time to time. Oh, and, nice. Uh, I've been in bands probably most of my adult life since I've been 18. So so I do that when I can as well.
1: Right on. All right, guys, here's another question for you. Who would you say is your hero? i say it was my mother, which
2: is... Interesting, because uh, part of that story I told you earlier, my dad died when I was, my real dad died when I was five, and my mother had four of us in 35 months. Wow. I have a identical twin brother, and my older brother's 10 months older, and my sister's 10 months younger, and it was not easy. And that was back in the 60s, and uh, she was a very, very bright woman. Uh, she was uh, got a master's in nursing. She was very smart, but she had a challenge managing four children, and I'd vote her for president in a heartbeat if she was still here today.
3: Wow. Michael, that's that's pretty tough to top. I wish I I wish I had a chance to meet her. I unfortunately, didn't. She passed away before I was born. But uh, th- that's a pretty good one. Uh, I'll I'll go back a little further. I think if I could aggregate and say a lot of people, I would say the founding fathers uh, of the United States are are pretty fascinating people. When you look at what they had to deal with, in terms of of the risk of mm-hmm. trying to build this country, I I still. Sometimes we'll just think about that, and, and it kind of puts your life in perspective a lot of times with what we deal with today. But the, they're pretty heroic people, I think.
1: Yeah, we seem to have a little easier than they, they had it back then.
3: <laughs> yes. Just a uh, little that's bit. That's kind of an understatement yeah. in, in a good many, good many ways. All right. Guys, if you had all the money you ever needed,
2: what would you do? Uh, I'd set up a foundation. Uh, actually, we talk about it. Uh, we're doing one this year, actually, and I would create a foundation to to uh, to support cancer research, support autism. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm certified in special needs needs planning, so that's a very important part of our practice as well. But those are the things that I would do. I'd set up a foundation uh, first and foremost.
3: Uh, yeah, I would second that. I think f- philanthropic planning, uh, which we do with our with our families and and do ourselves, I think is probably the most rewarding thing that we do with families. So I, I would second that. I think uh, you have to stay busy, right? If you had all the money in the world. So I think giving back to the community with a foundation or other charitable vehicle is is uh, pretty exciting to do if you had the opportunity.
1: Yeah. If you've been blessed with it, give it away. I mean, that's, that's fantastic.
3: Absolutely. We concur.
1: Great. Now, Michael, you spoke a little bit about the founding fathers. Uh, Obviously, those are definitely figures in history, and maybe you have somebody else that you want to want to add to this list. But uh, John, maybe this question is more for you. Who's your favorite person in history, and why? I say Ronald Reagan,
2: and only because the 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 skill set he had from a leadership position was enormous. Uh, He was a, a kind gentleman had had wisdom and vision far beyond most people that I read about. Mm-hmm. Instinctively, I, w- I would go to Ronald Reagan. And it has nothing to do with politics as much as it has to do with who he was as a person. We look at people. We don't really uh, get concerned about what their beliefs are. When you're, when you're a solid human being, that's important to us. And
1: he was one of those to me.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Michael, do you have anything to add?
3: Not that I could think of. I think... Uh uh, I I mean I I was still younger when Ronald Reagan was around so I hear good things about him but I I don't know him firsthand or, or even when he was when he was president I'm kind of surprised he didn't say his father what well, do you think about that there. It depends it, on
2: the
1: day it, Yeah in in history I don't know you're still there <laughs> All right so guys what is your idea of success Yeah, well, that's a that's a tough one
2: um, I think maintaining a a positive approach to everything that we do. Uh, there's so much negativity in our world around us. It's hard to fight through that. So, so that positive stance on all issues, whether it's family issues, whether it's uh, community issues, is is you got to always stay positive. That's that was came to my head very quickly. It's uh, I'm an extremely positive, hopeful person, mm-hmm. and uh, and that and that would be my my belief.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think success is, is obviously different depending on the person you're talking to. But I think uh, finding a, a passion and feeling fulfilled in, in life, whatever calling that may be, I think is probably the ultimate definition of success as far as I'm concerned. I agree.
1: What is one thing you guys recommend most to clients, family, or friends? And it could be anything.
2: Strong communication between family members mm. and an honesty between them. We find that the, the, that that's a that's a that's a breakdown in a lot of families you work with. We try to make that change in family governance. Most people sometimes, if, if they have issues between each other, they 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 kind of they don't talk a lot about it. They walk away from it or back away from it. We kind of hopefully bring them together. I think communication or enhanced communications. It would bump. It would be my answer.
3: Yeah, I would second that. That's tough to beat. I think that's that's vital for for every family. to to do. You have to have to be talking, especially in today's day and age.
1: Mm -hmm. It's all about communication. And I'm hoping you're ready because I'm going to ask you to communicate very clearly. This is my favorite question on the list. Name one thing that most people don't know about you. I'm a chef. I like to cook.
2: It's one of my hobbies. Some families or some people do know I cook, but most people do not. So I, I often say that if I didn't, if I wasn't in this business, I'd be a chef someplace. I enjoy cooking. I think it's an art form that uh, is very, very um, uh, fascinating. It's, uh, it's very, very comfortable for me. I don't mind being in the kitchen and helping, helping feed my family. They always like my cooking, which is great. So it's, it's a lot of fun. And my second thing, uh, to get back to a question before, is I also like being down at the beach. Uh, I enjoy that, that uh, silence down there and mm-hmm. um, open a glass of wine and sit on the deck and, and watch the waves rolling. It's a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, Nice. Michael, I would say I'm a huge sci-fi fantasy geek. So Lord <laughs> of the Rings is one of my favorite books, probably the favorite book. So I uh, really big into that kind of scene. I don't do the the cosplay stuff and and go to comic cons and things like that. Uh, although my wife talks about going from time to time, so I'm ha- I make sure that I have to put that on the list. But uh, <laughs> one of these I, days, I, I do love all things uh, sci-fi. Oh, right on.
1: Well, one of these days, I'm sure you'll, you'll be there in full uniform, whatever that is. Um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, when we all face turbulence, we all face, you know, situations in our lives that that can kind of bog us down. And, and John earlier, you talked talking about, it, you just want to be positive. You want people to be positive. It's, it's definitely the way to have an outlook on life when it's hard. And when it gets difficult, what is your mantra motto or something you say to yourself to keep yourself focused and on track?
2: uh my family is very important to me and I, I i always try to keep them in my thoughts no matter where i am i contact my my daughters i have two daughters along with my wonderful son michael who i love dearly they i talk, call them every day i send them love notes every day they're very important to me and, mm-hmm. and that and that keeps me so my mantra is is family and love i think that's the key that's
1: beautiful michael
3: uh, I would say it, it, in in addition to that, I think that's uh, tough to beat here with some of these responses. <laughs> um, I, I would say, in addition to all that, i would I would say stay focused. I think in today's day and age, it's very easy to be distracted by a lot of different things, whether that whether that's technology or, Uh, something else. So I think staying focused on, on uh, again, getting back to the earlier point, what's, what, what your passion is and what your definition of success is, I think is really important in today's day and age is to stay focused and to, uh, sometimes slow down and, and to, again, to do that. If that's your, if that's your goal, I think that's really important in today's day and age.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: All right, gentlemen, what is your proudest achievement? Well,
2: um, building out my vision of copper beach i've been working on that for over 20 years and creating uh through that vision and having having the opportunity to bring my son in into that equation which was oh which was absolutely tremendous for me because i think what we've created at copper beach is dynamic and wonderful and people ask us all the time how'd you come up with the name copper beach well the copper beach tree is the tree that people use for the family tree mm. And basically, it takes 150 years to grow the roots of that tree. So, we relate that to the generations of our families. Uh, We often say we're the next generation advice to families. It's advice to the next generation, G2, G3, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and the next generation advice, which is the higher level of advice that's in the industry today. So, that's that's pretty much. um, And we often mention to clients, it's not always about money. There's other things that are more important than money. It's those family values, the governance, the communication, the success of the family, and I think the Copper Beach story helps those those families achieve that.
3: Yeah, I think being a being a father is probably the the biggest achievement I've had thus far. Although I'm only two years into that, <laughs> to mm-hmm. that he's doing both, a pretty good job. <laughs> hopefully, a lifelong process. Uh, it's it's a that's a huge adjustment, as I'm sure any parent knows. So that's a big that's a big. Um, achievement, I would say. And then, and then becoming an attorney is, was probably the, one of the hardest things I've had to do for three, three and a half years. Mm. It, it took, uh, took a lot of time, a lot of energy and sacrifice. So that's a, another huge achievement in my life. Great. All right, guys, we're to
1: our last question. This podcast is going to grow an audience. Hopefully it grows very quickly because people need to hear this and hear what you're going to be saying. And, and to that point, what are people going to hear in these podcasts? What are you going to be sharing?
3: Mike, you want to take a shout out and I'll kind of add in? We're going to be talking a lot about what we think are questions and topics that business owners, families necessarily aren't aren't hearing and we think it's important. So we're going to really focus on a lot of these, again, these topics that, uh, that we think everybody should be considering, especially as it relates to their planning. As my father said this, it's more than just money. And we think some of these uh, topics that we're going to talk about or all these topics that we're going to talk about. Uh, really fit that boat and are going to be really important for families to hear. Yeah, a lot of those areas are going to be around asset
2: protection strategies. A lot of the f- families we work with are on second and third marriages within the family. That's a challenge for most, so most, most families to, to manage through financially. Estate planning techniques that minimize taxation. Income tax planning techniques which minimize income tax strategies working with your team of CPAs and tax attorneys family governance strategies, how to conduct family meetings, how to develop communication skills, how to counsel your kids. We usually charge homework assignments to our families mm-hmm. to work on. We'll be talking about an investment techniques that yield a tax-free approach to their ultimate objective of earning income from those portfolios. So we have a lot of topics that we could talk about. There's probably 50 of them that we could focus on for a good 20 minutes on each one of them. So we're going to pick our favorite ones, hopefully, through these podcasts and uh, deliver the
1: message. Fantastic. Hey, guys, thank you so much for your time today. Pleasure, Eric. Yeah, thanks, Eric. No problem. And thank you all for listening to The Truth of Your Wealth with John and Michael Paris. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when John and Michael come out with new podcasts, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And those listening, you're going to want to share these because you know people that need to hear what they have to say. Thanks again for listening today. For everyone at Copper Beach Financial Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. We'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the Truth About Wealth podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Copper Beach Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.
4: Securities offered through American Portfolio Financial Services Incorporated, a member of FINRA SIPC Investment Advisory and Financial Planning Services offered through American Portfolio Advisors Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Copper Beach is an unaffiliated entity of APFS and APA. Any opinions expressed in this forum are not the opinion or view of American Portfolios Financial Services Incorporated APFS or American Portfolios Advisors Incorporated APA and have not been reviewed by the firm for completeness or accuracy. These opinions are subject to change at any time without notice. Any comments or postings are provided for informational purposes only and do not constitute an offer or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or other financial instruments. Readers should conduct their own review and exercise judgment prior to investing. Investments are not guaranteed, involve risk, and may result in a loss of principle. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Investments are not suitable for all types of investors.